I'd have to say that um, that song is one of the most beautiful songs to me when you have a church or a room with just people who know what they're singing about. It makes a world of difference when you're able to sing what you know. And uh, I'm thankful for that today. Uh, That was beautiful singing this evening. I'll tell you, it's, um, it's good to know the Lord in the free pardon of sin, in the free pardon of sin. I'm thankful today that uh, I could say it is well with my soul. And today I have, uh, well, this, these last several days, boy, I'll tell you, I have been just so blessed by the Lord. I've been encouraged I've been uplifted, but also at the same time, of course, carrying that burden for those that are still lost and seeking. And, uh, you know, that never goes away. You know, we, we want those, those are children, our friends, our loved ones, our family members. We want them to have that same peace and love that we have and feel and know in our hearts. And we most certainly desire that tonight. And, um, and as we say, every night that we have been here, if you, if you feel that drawing and a tugging of the Lord, please seek Him tonight. There's a bench here on the front uh, that's a great place to pray. Pray where you're at, wherever it is. We, we, I want to encourage you just to seek the Lord tonight. My heart is, is, is truly heavy tonight for those uh, tonight that, um, that, that you wouldn't wait any longer. That, that today would be the day of salvation for you. And it would be a great day. So today as, as we try to follow the Lord and, 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 and move forward with service and the time that we have here, um, just let's all follow him and this will be good. This will work out great to his honor and glory. Even in our old tired bodies, we could still try to praise and honor him the best we can. With the strength that he has given us. And we are thankful for all of you that are here tonight from, of course, old union. Uh, and what a love we have for you and, and our sister churches that's been re- reiterated and my home church, Buffalo Springs and a good pastor and their family and, and many, many others. It's a blessing uh, to have everyone here and praying and, you know, all gather for the same purpose, the same reason. And that blesses my heart. What we have on our heart this evening, as we want to read some scripture uh, coming from the 11th chapter in the book of Luke.
like to start reading in the 29th verse. It says, When the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. Jesus speaking here. This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South shall rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. My thought tonight that, that we want to try to convey the best that we can is that the sign of Jonah. Now here Jesus is saying uh, that the people were gathered and, and is just calling them out uh, very clearly and plainly that this is an evil generation and that this generation, these people that were gathered there, uh, the Jews, they were seeking a sign. And often, it, and Jesus, again, he never minces words. He is very to the point and concise. And he straight out tells them that there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. Now, uh, I want to go back and, and try to refresh maybe our minds on Jonah. Many of us, of course, know and, and, and uh teach our children oftentimes the, the wonderful story of, of Jonah and the whale. And, and it is, that's one of the classics, I, I think, that, that we most certainly teach our children. It's very simple. It's a grand story uh, about something that was happened uh, that is amazing. But, you know, uh, there was a whole lot more importance to Jonah's life. And Jesus is pointing that out here to the generation that he was speaking to about those who were wanting a sign. And he refers back to this uh, time of Jonah and uh, reading in the third chapter, the book of Jonah, we want to read this chapter to refresh our minds on this topic. And it says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That was the message. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and 
and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto unto them, and he did it not. Now we know that some of the backstory of Jonah, that, that God came to him and he uh, gave Jonah direction to go to Nineveh. And we know that Jonah was, was definitely not a perfect man, that Jonah ran from the Lord and tried to do his own thing. He tried to ignore what God instructed him to do. And I'll tell you, uh, it, it's never a good idea Uh, For you that know the Lord, if he has given you something to do, if he has given you instruction for your life, it is never a good idea to run from it. It's never a good idea to not do what the Lord would bid you to do. And Jonah did, and we read that he got on that ship, and the storms rose, and uh, 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 the men on that ship, they were all afraid that they were going to die. And as we know, as the story goes, they end up having to throw Jonah off, and he was in the belly of that big fish for three days and three nights, Scripture tells us. And while he was there, he himself got to a low point, and he repented towards the Lord, and the Lord saw that, and he allowed him to escape that punishment, which we catch catch up here in that third chapter. So what we see here in uh, this picture, that Nineveh was an evil, evil, great city. It was a very large city, but it was very wicked. And it was so large that, uh, as the third verse says, it says that Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And when Jonah went into that city a day's journey, he started to to preach and to cry out what the Lord gave him. So this was a very large city. Jonah, in the message that God gave him, was that he is to tell them that in 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. A very simple message. A very to-the-point message. And you know what the people did? They heard what Jonah said, and they took heed. They took it serious. And they realized that that, that the God of of Jonah meant business, that he was going to, in fact, after 40 days, going to destroy the city. And we see that the king made a decree and said, we, we do not want this to happen. We, we have sinned. And they, he sat and, and decreed that all men and women of the city. And it didn't stop there. And, and that fascinates me. Can you imagine telling as a king, not only the men and women are to fast, 
and to stop all their evil ways. But he said, even their, all of their animals are not to drink water or eat and turn from their wicked ways so that they would not be destroyed. This was a great feat that took place. Jonah followed the Lord and he delivered the message that was uh, of destruction, destruction and death. And the end result, we see a, a wonderful end result. Something that was so amazing that Jesus here that we read in Luke uh, reiterated it. It was something so amazing that he said, this is the only sign that you need. God did not destroy Nineveh at this time. And I don't think we quite understand the, the, the full uh, beauty of this. I don't think we truly, fully could grasp the power of what Jesus was telling them here about what truly took place in Jonah's time. But we can to the best that we can as, as we understand what he's telling them here in the New Testament that we read. Uh, uh, and there are similarities here as they were seeking for a sign, but they had all the signs in the world, if you, if you ask me. They had all the, 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 the amazing miracles that Jesus was doing, all the things he was saying. You know, every word that Jesus spoke was absolute truth. Every word that Jesus spoke was 100% accurate in everything he said. They had God in the flesh with them, but yet they still desired a sign. And as they should have understood the gravity of, of what took place in Jonah's time, Jesus reiterates to them that a greater than Jonah is here. Now, you and I, we, we focus on Jesus because we have, the, you know, we have all the story. And boy, we just focus and concentrate on Jesus and, and how good he is and his message. But he was referring this to him, but he was telling them clearly that a greater than Jonah was here. What does he mean by that? Some beautiful things. We know, as he uh, very clearly said on the 32nd verse, that the men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. Why? He says, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Listen, Israel was a wicked nation and we know that they rejected Jesus. We also see as the type that Jonah was that Jesus was laid in the tomb three days and three nights as a type, and we see also that uh, as Jesus was there and he was preaching, it should have made sense to them, this correlation, as he says, your sign is, is, is that of Jonah, but there's a greater than Jonah here as Jesus preached much of the same topic, the same subject that Jonah was trying to convey to them, to essentially to repent because destruction is coming. What is it? that Jesus continued to preach and to teach. Repent, Amen. lest ye perish. Amen. 
That was the constant message that Jesus was getting out. Repent, ye sinners. That's what John the Baptist was preaching. Repent. That's what his disciples, his apostles were preaching, that they are to repent. Your sin is great. A greater than Jonah is here. My question for you today, as Jesus was warning them that same message is echoed for us today. Maybe you've been seeking the Lord for a while. I I can't look at your heart. And none of us can. But maybe you're like some of the Jews in your heart. Maybe you're, you're waiting to see some great sign. Or maybe, maybe you're looking for uh, uh, and confused about really the leg- legitimacy of what Jesus truly did. But listen, on that cross, uh, uh, Paul is, uh, speaks to the Corinthians. See, this was an ongoing problem. This just wasn't happening here uh, uh, while Jesus was, was there walking along and, and teaching and preaching. Uh, after he was gone, we see that Paul, as he was teaching uh, the, the church the, the people at Corinth in the first chapter, he says in the 18th verse, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And he continues uh, teaching, instructing that it says, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Listen, tonight, and what you've heard this week, I believe to this point, is the same message that Jesus was trying to convey to the uh, Jews and all of those that would hear, is to repent of your sins because destruction is coming. Amen. It is. It most certainly is, and and it's by the foolishness of preaching. Listen, I am nothing up here, and I can do nothing, and and you preachers out there know and have the same feeling that there is nothing good about us, that that we should be called uh, one of his ministers, but by, by God's grace, he's able to help every one of us to try to stand and deliver this message that has been delivered throughout the ages past. To try to deliver the same message to this generation. And to maybe you here tonight, and we're warning you of the same message that you need to repent and and just surrender your heart and your life to Jesus Christ and he will give you uh, what you need because destruction is coming. He was was warning us day after day. The apostles continued. They believed it. Jesus said that I am coming back. Just as he uh, 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 went into heaven that very last time there when he, after he was with his, uh, his disciples, he said, in like manner, I will return. And scripture tells us that no man knoweth the, the day nor the hour when Jesus will return. And you see, that uh, uh, also tells us that he's going to be coming as a thief in the night. And when Jesus comes back, it's it. It's over. And he's going to d- destroy this, this earth. He's going to destroy it completely. Amen. And there's going to be no hope at that point. 
tonight he has given you an opportunity, another opportunity. You see, we could preach the same thing night after night, day after day, morning after morning, that this could be the last day that you're here. And every single time that that's ever been preached, it's 100% true. The apostles, they preached it. They believed that Jesus was coming back any day. They weren't wrong. And neither are we tonight. The world says it's scare tactics. But I say it's scripture. Listen, we're not trying to say, we just want to tell you the truth tonight. A greater than Jonah is here. There was a great revival of repentance to the people of Nineveh. I mean, the whole nation. They turned, repented. And Jesus, the Lord, the Lord did not destroy them. Tonight, if you're separated from God, you are just like the Ninevites and you are given a time. I don't know the time. But if you're separated from God, you are headed for destruction eternally in hell. And that is no place where you want to be. I'm telling you tonight, uh, in the same manner, there could be a great revival in your heart if you would just heed what the Scripture is telling us, what the Lord is telling us, and what, what I'm telling you tonight is that you need to submit your heart and humble yourself. Listen, if the people of Nineveh If they didn't humble their hearts, they could have easily, the king could have said, I don't believe it. They could have went about their daily business just like they did. And if they would have done that, destruction would have been their lot. Tonight, if you reject Jesus, if you continue to reject Jesus, destruction will come, and it's going to be your lot, and it won't just be an instant, it'll be forever. And we are warning you uh, to please seek the Lord tonight. Don't push Him off. Don't wait any longer. Destruction is coming. There's not going to be any more signs to be given to you. The preaching of the gospel... Uh, it, is, it is the preaching of the cross. It's to them that perish foolishness. But I promise you, if we were able to look down in hell tonight uh, and see just a little glimpse, they would be crying out and saying, oh, I wish I could go back and make it right. It's too late. Amen. This is the reality that we're dealing with. Amen. Will you turn... And repent of your sin tonight. Jesus loved you. He came and He died on the cross. We've been preaching Jesus all this week. His goodness. His mercy. That it's still there. It's still He. His mercy is still flowing. His blood is still there. That fountain is still flowing. Listen, He wants to put in you something very special. We have tonight. As we stand and sing, listen, we want you to seek the Lord. Uh, uh, Destruction is coming for you.
It's nearer and closer than you can ever imagine. Don't let your mind and don't let, and as Brother Brad preached uh, last night, don't let the things distract you tonight. Don't let you think in your mind that I have another day. You have to be so desired in your heart. You've got to be uh, uh, willing and, and humble enough to just go to the feet of the cross knowing that he saved you. He wants to save you tonight. Don't push it off. Look to Jesus and He will make it right, I promise. As we stand and sing, let's follow the Lord tonight.